Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! The Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, or follow, or whatever you gotta do to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at O-T-H at SeriouslyDecent.com. Correct. How's it going? Ugh. Well, first, I'm super excited because tomorrow is the big show. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is going to drop on this Halloween. This is going to drop on Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween, bitches. Yeah. Get your Halloween on. Yeah. Get some candy. Turn on the light. Hand it out. Let's let's make Halloween Halloween again. Yeah. Dress up. Yeah. Even if it's just something small, simple. Yeah. We prefer extravagant. Yeah, but I mean, like, you could, okay, here's an example. Mm -hmm. You can just put on a pair of skinny jeans and a flannel and put your hair in a man bun and get a stick on beard and mustache and go as a lumber sexual. I can't do that. I don't have hair. Well, you could get a wig. Yeah. I'm sure they have a man bun wig. Well, you just I mean, get a wig and gotta put be a, a thing. man bun into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for all you listening with man buns, you guys are cool. It's the rest <laughs> of them that suck. Episode 98. <laughs> we are so close to a hundy. Two weeks. I know. Two weeks close. Yeah. Or for us, maybe quicker. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Episode 98, Wizards and Witches. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah. Nice Halloween episode. Yeah. We did Halloween last year, so we couldn't do that. No. So if you're all curious about, hey, it'd be cool if you did something on Halloween. We did. Guess what, folks? Check we already out. did. Season one. Season one last yeah, year. Yeah, we did black cats, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we Check did all out. that. We did all that cool stuff. Yes. So with that being said... Do you want to do uh, sources of any kind? Sources, sources, sources. I had artoftheroot.com blogs, Are Witches Real? Five Examples of Real Witches from History, mm-hmm. and uh, historicuk.com, which is in Britain, by Ellen Castellau, and The Legend of Mother Ludlam, Surrey Witch, by Ben Johnson. Huh. And then, um, spoilers, I did a... <laughs> A quiz to find out what kind of witch I was on, I believe it's haywise.com. It is. It's haywise.com. We'll share that on the yes. on the group at least. Yeah. We'll also be sharing our Halloween pictures. We will. We're going to share our candy before. And after. Our candy after. Maybe even a during. We'll share a during. Yes. In the booth. Last year, we didn't even make it an hour. Yeah. And we had just we had to uh, close down shop. I got confidence in this one because I know they were mixing the towns. Yeah, we this had time, about four towns. This time we got we our got own and maybe some m- nearby may- ones. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we have, what is it, 750, 800 pieces of candy, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. We'll do we the whole tally. We have more than we had last year. We'll do the whole tally. 
So, yes. Right? Yeah. And the big reveal of my costume. Yes. Which I hope That you've out. been sitting on for what, two years? I've been sitting next to it right here in a box. <laughs> yes, I know. For two I'm years. I'm fully aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have time to do it last year because we ran out of candy in 40 oh, minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you barely got yeah. home from work. Well, and, and I got, I got home like right at five. Yeah. You know, so this time I got a little early. Yes. Ish. Yes. But we still got to prep tonight. Yes. We got to get the yes, easy up do. down, the table do. down, yes. the decorations down. Yes. Yeah. Some All work right. to be done. So you're doing the witch's end. I'm doing wizards. Yes. Uh, Not a whole lot on wizards. So I moved it's over so to. disappointing. No, it's not actually. Because I got creative with it. Okay. I was so researching more like... and more. So I, I combined sorcery with it because it's kind of the same yes. same yes. branch. Yes. So I have, uh, let's see, list versed, 10 of history's most fascinating sorcerers. Cracked, my old favorite. <laughs> Cracked did a thing on 12 uh, real life wizards. Okay. I'll dip into a couple of those. All right. Uh, the Video Inc., seven famous wizards from history. AncientOrigins.net, and that was uh, basically a thing on legendary wizards from the ancient world. I'm shocked you didn't have the Potterverse as a, a uh, reference. I stayed away from it because it's it's easy. I didn't want to do easy. Okay. I, I wanted to work for it. Okay. I, uh, I was going to do Britannica, and I didn't. Okay. And then I did this uh, really cool article, which I'm going to probably camp most of my half on, uh, traditionsofconflict.com. And it's the social dynamics of sorcery. Poo, poo, poo. And it was pretty damn interesting. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to camp on that. So do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? How do you want to do that? Uh, That's up to you. Yeah. Um, I have... My usual five. Okay. Well, I'll start it out. Okay. Seeing how it's wizards and witches. It is. Yeah. So history tells us of wizards and stories of Siberian shamans and prose of classical Roman Roman medieval times Mm -hmm. and Renaissance eras. Uh, We get our ideas of wizards from famous fictional practitioners of wizardry, such as Tolkien's Gandalf. And the shamans in South America and India and in Celtic lore and fable. Mm-hmm. It's really where a lot of it comes from. I think it all kind of branches from witchcraft. It does. You know. It does. So the traditional role of the wizard is portrayed as this prophet, mm-hmm. visionary, master of nature's elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wizard's a genius. He works with, he or she, well, pretty much he, right? Yes, wizards are dudes. Wizards are dudes, you know. They work with nature to transform themselves and others. Yes. There were good and evil wizards in history. Mm -hmm. Uh, Literature and legend from the medieval uh, Giles de Ross to the influences that shaped the modern Star Wars legend of the Emperor versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Emperor Ming of Flash Gordon. Had to toss that in there. Yeah, you got it. And uh, the scientist, Dr. Edward Morbius from the movie uh, Forbidden Planet. Merlin? Did Merlin make the list? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wizards are, uh, they're seen as these keepers of knowledge, seekers of arcane knowledge and truth. They share a knowledge with their responsible. Usually they have an apprentice mm-hmm. in order to pass on this knowledge that they've acquired. Uh, they're feared for their power that comes from that knowledge and revered for their ability with things that others cannot readily understand. And True. I touch on this yes. to a great deal later. Okay. Uh, they keep their alive, you know, they keep alive their knowledge uh, trust for the future, like I was saying before, and they benefit the community they serve generally. Yes. And then they're truly guardians of human ingenuity and protectors of practical wisdom. Mm-hmm. This is the like typical fiction definition of a wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, much of what we do in the modern age now would probably be called wizardry by that definition, which I found interesting as I was reading a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, the knowledge and experience we acquire to change our world can be used in many ways. Mm-hmm. Others benefit from products we help to create. And the world is really just a magical place because of that effort. Yeah. And uh, our technology today would astound those who lived in medieval times. I yeah. think about that often. Yeah. The simple things that we take for granted. Yes. They'd be like, what the hell? You know. My instant pot, for example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or even just something as basic as a TV remote. Yeah. Talking over a cell phone, viewing information on a computer would be seen as magic. You know, if you didn't, you know, so. If you didn't oh, know any better, yeah. Yeah. A lot of you don't realize how empowered you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. So there's ancient Egyptian wizards. And there's a set of tales regarding wizards that can be found in ancient Egypt texts known as the Westcar Papyrus. Okay. It's actual like a physical document. Yeah. That talks like the Book about, of the Dead. Talks about these tales. And there's five known stories. Uh, though only the conclusion of the first one has ever survived. Talk about a teaser. Like yeah. you've got these stories and you just don't know how the hell they ended because they didn't make it. Yeah. Um uh. This text was uh, thought to have been composed during the Middle Kingdom or Second Intermediate period. Uh, The tales may be regarded as stories within a story, as the Westcar Papyrus is essentially a story of magical stories told at the court of uh, Khufu. Khufu? Khufu? K-H-U-F-U. It's Khufu. Khufu. Yeah. So the stories... Bless uh, you. In the Westcar Papyrus, they deal with a number of different topics. In one tale, uh, an unnamed scribe uses magic to make a wax crocodile for the purpose of catching the man whom his wife was having an affair with. Okay. Uh, and uh, in another tale, the chief scribe of Snerf, uh, Sneferu okay. uh, uses magic to part the waters of a lake so that a girl could retrieve the green jewel she dropped into it. So it's these... Yes. Nice heroic stories or vengeance stories, right, but yes. for the better good overall. Mm-hmm. A third tale tells of Deadeye, or uh, Didi, uh, who is said to live during the time of Khufu. And among other things, he is said to have had the power to magically reattach the heads of decapitated animals to their bodies. What if mm. it was a choose your own adventure? Yeah. And instead of putting, like, the crocodile head back on the crocodile body, mm-hmm. he put, like... It on a person. No. He put it on, like, a hippo. 
a hippo's head on like a cheetah. So yeah. it's just dragging the head. Yeah. <laughs> stupid head. This is stupid. Oh my God. I'm normally wicked fast, I promise. Guys. I can run wicked fast, but I'm this like, head. I'm like wicked fast. <laughs> But all the other cheetahs are the same, just yeah, the one. Just the one. Yeah, so they all just take off like lightning, and he's yeah. like, look, look, guys. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid head. <laughs> so uh, then there's the, uh, I found this story interesting. It's the Merlin of Japan. What? Yeah. So another wizard who served in a royal court was a man by the name of Abe Noseme. Okay. Often dubbed as the Merlin of Japan. Seme was a historical figure who lived between the 10th and 11th centuries AD and served as a, uh, I'm not even going to try, it's like Anmoje, uh, a practitioner of <laughs> Anmoyoto, a mixture of natural science and occultism. Okay. Among other things, Seme conducted exorcisms, warded off evil spirits, and prophesied the future. Additionally, numerous legends sprang up after his death. Of course making Semi larger than life. For example, legends say that he was half human and his mother was a uh, like a fox spirit. Okay. It's a translation for it. Uh, additionally, he is uh, reputed to have been able to command, uh, command like these weak, they call them onis or anis, uh, basically. It's a type of Japanese ogre, even as a child. So it's these stories of this, you know. And there's all these malevolent... M- malevolent? Malevolent... Um, wizards from ancient stories and not all wizards have this positive reputation like he does. Right. Uh, or the Egyptian ones in the West Car papyrus. Right. Those are the, the positive light. Now we're going to get a little dark and this is especially so if the source of a wizard's magical power is thought to have been derived from evil forces. That's the, that's the right. catch. Okay. You know, one will do it from uh, good and it's either bestowed to him as good or they learned and applied good to it. Right, yes. The, they came from a place of good. The darker wizard's magical powers thought to just come from evil forces. Right, and this yes. is like Star Wars, where yeah. you got the, the Emperor. You know, the force, you know, you've got yeah. the, the light side and the dark the dark side. So one such example is a Christian saint by the name of Cyperion. Cy- uh, according to the Golden Legend, which is this uh, collection of uh these hagographies they're called it's a biography of the saint and uh the saint was originally a pagan wizard and in order to gain the love of a virgin called justina either for himself or a man named Acladius, he summoned demons to do his beat bidding he outsourced it yeah it never works when you outsource it you know well no it just never works when demons are involved yeah yeah like, that shit comes with strength. Well, who else are you going to outsource to? Demons are always like, I'll take the job, you know. Pretty much. So the demons, however, were not be able to do anything to her when she made the sign of the cross. That was a problem, as yeah. we're all aware. Correct. Realizing that the God of Christianity was greater than his demons, Superion decided to renounce his previous way of life and converted to Christianity. Ergo, him being a saint. Yeah. Yeah. So, throughout history, people claim to, like, contract with the paranormal, predict the upcoming, and enforce occult forces, and they are called wizards as well. This is getting into the uh, Mm -hmm. more recent times 
say, recent two, three hundred years. Uh, their perception altered over the periods. Initially, they were shamans. In ancient times, scholars in the Middle Ages, they were philosophers. It was believed that sorcery was practiced mainly by educated people, yes. believe it or not. And their goal was to find the meaning of life and the secret natural forces that drive it. And here's some famous wizards who uh, have indebted history. John Dee and Edward Kelly. It's a British astronomer and mathematician. John Dee and Renaissance occultist uh, psychic Edward Kelly created the so-called Enochian magic system. Enochian? Enochian magic system. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, based on conversations with spirits and angels. Yes, because Enochian is the angel angel language. Language, yeah. So Kelly reportedly uh, communicated with the angel uh, U- Uriel. Or Uriel. Uriel. You know the long day I've had, so I'm going to. I do. Try. It's okay. I had barely any sleep. Uh, contacted the angel with the help of crystals. Uh, he's whispered to have uh, had the skill to look into a crystal ball while Dee predicted the future from the glasses themselves. The two occultists tried to summon spirits and subdue them, which eventually led to accusations by the Catholic Catholic Church of Witchcraft. Yes. And that's where... Don't do it as bad. Well, that's where we get into the whole demons, demonology yeah. thing. Like, yeah. are you sure you're talking to angels? Yeah. Are you sure you're talking to, uh, you Uriel? know, something good? You know? Yeah. Probably not. Uh, so now you got John of Nottingham. During the 14th century, people in England lived under the oppression of King Edward II Mm -hmm. and powerful local men, father and son, Hugh Dispenser, to get rid of them. They hired the wizard John of Nottingham, who also brought his assistant, Robert Marshall. The two of them in a deserted house waxed the contours of the people representing the powerful and another additional character named Richard de Lowe to check if the spell worked. A branch was buried in the style of Delow, and witnesses claimed that the real Richard Delow woke up the next morning screaming and not knowing what was happening. Nottingham then pulled out a branch and plunged the figure into his heart, after which things did Lowe died. Delow died. Nottingham was taken to court, but acquitted of all murder charges. Nice. So that's a way to do it. So back then, what I'm getting is if you're a dude, you can get away with witchcraft. <laughs> but if you're a chick, mm-hmm. you don't even have to be a witch and yeah. be killed for it's a little for witchcraft. It's a little murky that way. Yeah, yeah. Cool. cool so cool, you got cool. Merlin. Yes. You asked earlier. Thank you. There he is. The I've been waiting. The stories that say of the wizard Merlin are just as complex as the spells he cast. His mother was a simple woman and his father a demon incubus. So Merlin uh, inherited many magical powers from him. But unlike his father, Merlin used his powers to do good and to unite with nature. Yes. He became a consultant to King Arthur Mm -hmm. and helped him with his spells and wisdom. The magician showed him the location of Excalibur. Yes. The magical sword guarded by Our Lady of the Lake and assisted him in essential battles. His fate was the young, beautiful sorceress. No, it was. Was uh, it Vivian? No, it was. I don't um, have it on my notes here. Nimue, yeah. To whom he revealed all his secrets. She put him uh, to sleep by magic and imprisoned him in an oak tree. 
That's a bad way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Nimue doing that, but Nimue was the great love of his life. Yeah. See, there's different stories to these. Yeah. And that's, maybe, I figure uh, I'd throw that angle out there. Maybe Vivian is pre-Nimue. Yeah. And Vivian was not so nice. Yeah. I know he also worked with Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. And that's kind of what gets you into prison and jail and hanging and burning. Yeah. It's a tough life. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I got two more left. Okay. Hermes, <laughs> this last name is terrible, Tris, uh, Tris Magetus, we'll call him Hermes, whose name means three times more powerful than Hermes. Fair so enough. You got a Hermes and you got three more. That's this Hermes. Gotcha. Was reported uh, an ancient magician, mystic, alchemist, and astrologer. He is said to have had the greatest, uh, the greatness and powers of Hermes, the messenger of the Greek gods and the god of magic and Thoth's forces, the Egyptian god of wisdom and magic. His numerous writings are considered the basis of Hermeticism. Okay. Due to the massive amount of occult work signed by his name, he suspects that he was a historical figure, but it is already believed that a multitude of authors signed with that name. Typical story back in those days. Yeah, yeah. So Hermes is just too shrouded in myths and secrets to conclude anything reliable about him today. Right, yeah. But the Odds stories go on. Odds are he's a on. conglomeration of multiple people. Yeah, which is kind of what the Count de Saint Germain was. Yes. And I was going to list him as a wizard and a sorcerer, but we have an episode just about him. <laughs> All by himself. All by himself, yeah. Yeah. That was three, four episodes ago. So if you missed that one and you Check want some out. extra wizard and sorcery action going, or go just, for it. Just some weirdness. Yeah, just some weirdness. If you're into real weirdness, go back, uh, I'd say, like, during the uh, spring era of season two. Alistair Crowley? Alistair Crowley. Or Crowley. It's Take your Crowley. Pick. <laughs> Crowley my ass. So now they got... Uh, well, creative director, I think, He's has got some something words to, say. to say about it, too. Yeah, I mean. Is it Crowley uh, Dean or Crowley? Which one? Stupid. See, Crowley. Just yeah. said it. Yeah. Okay. Clearly <laughs> and distinctly. Uh, say Osiris, a powerful wizard from the time of Egypt. He reportedly lived during the time of Pharaoh Ramses II, a.k.a. Great. Yeah. According to legend, um, when the Ba, according to Egyptian mythology, one of the components of the soul, yes, the one in which the personality of man is located, uh, of an Ethiopian wizard came to Ramses' palace to embarrass the Egyptian wizards. Uh, say Osiris was 12 years old, but still opposed the Ethiopian. The evil wizard summoned a forceful snake, but say Osiris turned it into a worm. Then he asked the dark fog to suffocate Ramses, but say Osiris uh, dispelled it with light. Eventually foaming with rage, the Ethiopian created a massive wall of fire and threw it at him. But say Osiris turned it back towards the Ethiopian and destroyed it. Nice. Yeah. It's quite a cool story. I kind of put him in perspective with today's superheroes. It's really kind of what it's about to me. Mm -hmm. I think awesome stories to tell, but you do wonder, 
Are some of them true? Well, most legends start with a kernel of truth. Yeah. But and and how cool would that battle have been though? Yeah, to watch it. Twelve year old kid kicking an Ethiopian wizard's ass. Yeah. Just <laughs> big old <laughs> wizard battle. Yeah. Put out this big snake. <laughs> <laughs> Little earthworm. <laughs> Probably like the worm in my garden. Yeah. No, the magic of these magicians did not move mountains or rule the stars, but their magic maintains a flame of curiosity and imagination in people's hearts. True. I have uh, for my other link, which I'll do when you're done, because it kind of applies to all of it, but the social dynamics of sorcery, y'all. All right. I'll do so, it so you're let's up. Let's get into witches. Yeah. I'm going to start within the last couple weeks. There was an article of a mother from Tennessee stating that uh, you can't watch Hocus Pocus 2 because they could be casting spells on your children. Yeah, if you're a retard. Exactly. Sorry, but I'm uh, say they it. are not I'm say the R word. Casting spells and they are not sending them out to your children. It's a movie. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it has to be said. <laughs> I can't believe a lot of things got to be said, but here we are saying them. Here we them. are. So let's get into witches. So one of the earliest references to witches is in the Bible itself. Mm -hmm. In the book 1 Samuel 1, or 1 Samuel, a story is told of King Saul seeking the witch of Endor to summon a dead prophet to help him defeat the Philistine army. Other biblical passages reference witches such as the often cited Exodus twenty two eighteen, which states, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Mm -hmm. In the Middle East, women were often the practitioners of holy rituals in ancient civilizations and became known as wise women. These may have been some of the earliest recorded real witches. These witches delivered babies, cured illnesses, and were generally considered positive figures in society. Then, witch hysteria began sweeping through Europe during the mid-1400s when many women were accused of being witches and confessed, usually under torture, to dealing with the devil. This is where our stereotypical image of a witch comes from, warts and all. Yeah. The real reasons behind these witch hunts were, of course, um, there were many reasons. The plague had recently decimated Europe's population, the Catholic Church was seeking to gain more power. There was also a shift from feudalism to capitalism occurring at the time, where many areas previously under the quote-unquote witch's domain, such as curing disease and midwifery, now shifted to becoming monetized and under the control of men. And a lot of this witch hysteria started with the Malus Maleficarum. Check yeah. out that episode. Yeah, yeah. One curious way in which this presented itself was the now famous pointed witch's hat. One theory behind the story of the hat is that women in medieval Europe often brewed ale at home and were known as alewives to the townspeople. These alewives wore the tall pointed black hat we now associate with witches so that they could be seen from further away in order to better hawk their wares. Mm. When the production of ale moved to a more industrialized setting, the men now selling ale needed to push the women who had been selling ale along out of business. Oh, competition. So the association between women wearing an alewife hat and witches 
was created. Mm. Of course, that's just one of the many ways in which the image and myth we associate with witches today came into existence. The history of witches is also full of real women who practiced various healing and medicinal arts and were at one point or another accused of being witches for good or for bad. Yeah. Little uh, side note on the pointed hat. The pointed hat, when you wear it in ritual, helps to focus your... One, the energy into you, but also to send out your intention, it acts as a beacon to send it out. Focus hence, the moonbeam into your head. the point. Yeah. Oh, I see what she did there. So Catherine Monvoisin, known as La Voisin. Catherine Monvoisin lived in France in the mid-1600s. She practiced medicine, mixed potions and poisons, told fortunes, and worked as a midwife. She also happened to be one of the heads of the Affaire de Poissons, a cult who poisoned many members of the French aristocracy and attempted to poison the king himself. She was arrested and burned publicly after being convicted of witchcraft in 1680. I mean, poisoning the king, probably not a good idea. Yeah, you're, you got a tough hill to climb after doing something like yeah, that. Yeah, how do you, you know. how do you claim i'm not a, i'm not a witch I'm not a witch don't well this hat how yeah. did this get on my head these poisons i don't know what you're talking about how, how did this get how here? did all these elixirs get in my house I, my hovel i, I don't, I don't <laughs> marie laveau mm. who if i'm being honest i really think deserves her own episode yeah it's coming a voodoo priestess, Laveau lived in New Orleans from 1794 to 1881. She was always surrounded by rumors about her purported powers, including that she could see the future and that owned a snake named Zombie. A renowned herbalist and midwife, Laveau was called the Queen of Voodoo in New Orleans, and people traveled from far and wide to receive her help with health, finances, or rituals for family disputes. Was she featured in Coven? She sure was. I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Mother Shipton. Ursula Southiel is better known as Mother Shipton, highly regarded English prophetess from the 16th century. She was known as England's greatest clair, um, clairvoyant and was considered to have powers that rivaled Nostradamus himself. Also check out Nostradamus's episode. Does she does haikus too. <laughs> Who knows? Some adherents even claim she predicted the internet. As she stated, quote, around the world, thoughts shall fly in the twinkling of an eye, end quote. Oh, it's clearly the internet. My God. The more you reach to make things fit your narrative. Yeah, it's easier. The crazier, not only you sound, but. The crazier your idea sounds to those of us who are rational. Grounded and rational. So Mother Shipton died of natural causes, or did she? Did she? I'm kidding. And luckily did not face the same persecution that many of her fellow witches did. Bridget Bishop. I have a problem with them calling her a witch. Yeah. Because she's not. Yeah. Bridget Bishop was the first woman executed for witchcraft in the notorious Salem witch trials. 
check out that episode. Mm-hmm. After her husband and several children in town accused her of witchcraft. She was accused by more individuals than anyone else in the Salem trials, though, of course, Bishop had never even seen any of her accusers until her questioning began. Bishop proclaimed her innocence all the way up until the moment of her execution, and in deathbed confessions, many of her accusers recanted, claiming that their accusations had been instigated by the devil, or you were just vindictive bastards. That was a big mess all the way around. It sure was, but, you know. The more and more we've done stuff on the Salem Witch Trial, the books I've read, it was really just like it was a perfect storm. Everything falling apart. Yes, it, it really was. Yes. I yep. I enjoy listening to people that have like a certain stance on something, mm-hmm. you know, like a certain part of it. Yeah. Like, oh, it was just the men, or it was just the women, or mm-hmm. it was just the kids. You know, yeah. like they they'll sit and it's not like channel in. The... I just want to just like shove them a book, like one book, and just be like, here, read, read this. Yeah, check that check out. Check this out. And then, uh, and then when you're done with that check this out <laughs> it was just a big mess and and the it whole was, climate of the times it was a huge clusterfuck and uh cotton mather relied heavily on the malice maleficarum yeah. no there was a lot of stuff that yes. was brought over from europe yep that was just ingrained in mm-hmm. them to begin with yes and then you had just kids women and men going fucking all out nuts. all out fucking crazy <laughs> and nuts yeah. you know and yeah. it just shows that there's a fragility yes. to uh, a, a society. Yes. There, there is this uh, like invisible tape mm-hmm. that holds invisible glue that holds people Everything together. together. Yeah. And, and once they start diving out of the boundary, mm-hmm. it can, it can fall apart quick. And that's where I think the Salem witch trials is a good study piece on that. Yes. To watch something that was at one point really, really good. Yes. Booming. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And then. Yeah. Crashed and burned. Yeah. But we have previous episodes on that. We sure do. Check it out. Yeah. Mother Corn Husk. Quote, they call it Obeah. End quote. Mother Corn Husk said. Quote, I call it healing. End quote. Born in 1916, Catherine Brazan earned the nickname Corn Husk for her gaunt, childlike frame. In Trinidad, it was rumored that she wielded magic like no one else, and she was sought after by many on the island looking for help with love, spells for finances, or health problems. Like many in Trinidad, while many in Trinidad feared her magic, Mother Cornhusk swore to never harm others and was well known for her ability to heal those who had been unable to find cures elsewhere. Mm. So good on you, yeah. Mother Cornhusk. Mm-hmm. And fuck all y'all. No, if you can be yeah. a witch, be like Mother Cornhusk. Fun fact, witchcraft was not a capital offense in Britain until 1563, mm-hmm. although it was deemed heresy and was denounced as such by Pope Innocent VIII in 1484, which prompted the Malus Maleficarum. Yeah. And from 1840, I'm sorry, from 1484 until around 1750, some 200,000 witches were tortured, burnt, or hanged in Western Europe. It's kind of weird that that happened during Pope Innocent. Yeah. The eighth. Yeah. That means so, there were seven other innocents. And they probably him. had it all right. And then and then the Ocho came by. <laughs> right. So most supposed witches were usually old women, 
invariably poor. Uh, any who were unfortunate enough to be, quote, crone-like, snaggle-toothed, sunken-cheeked, mm-hmm. and having a hairy lip were assumed to possess the evil eye. Yeah. If they also had a cat, this was also further taken as proof as witches always had a familiar, the cat being the most common. Mm-hmm. Many unfortunate women were condemned of this sort of evidence and hanged after undergoing appalling tortures. The Pilney Winks, thumbscrews, yeah. and iron Caspi Claws, a form of leg irons heated over a brazier, which is a, a very hot fire, usually got a confession from the supposed witch. Oh, I mean, if you're inflicting third degree, fourth yeah. degree burns. You're going to tell yeah, somebody what they want to hear. I'm a witch! Witch fever gripped East Anglia for 14 terrible months between 1645 to 1646. The people of these Eastern countries were solidly Puritan and rabid anti-Catholics and easily swayed by bigoted preachers whose mission was to seek out the slightest whiff of heresy. Mm -hmm. A man called Matthew Hopkins, an unsuccessful lawyer, why, he came to help. He became known as the Witchfinder General. He had 68 people put to death in in Bury St. Edmunds alone and 19 hanged at Chelmsford in a single day. Call in General Witchfinder. <laughs> After Chelmsford, <laughs> he set off for Norfolk and Suffolk. Adelberg paid him six pounds for clearing the town of witches. Kings Lynn, 15 pounds, and a grateful stow market, 23 pounds. This was at a time when the daily wage was 2.5 pence. Mm. Motherfucker. <clears throat> a heart carved on a wall in the marketplace at Kings Lynn is supposed to mark the spot where the heart of Margaret Reed, a condemned witch who was being burnt at the stake, leapt from the flames and struck the wall. Much of Matthew Hopkins' theories of deduction were based on devil's marks. A wart, a mole, even a flea bite could be taken as a devil's mark, and he used his jabbing needle to see if these marks were insensitive to pain. His needle was a three-inch long spike, which retracted into the spring-loaded handle so the unfortunate woman never felt any pain. Mm. So that's a great test. But yet making more marks... No, what would yeah. happen is he would be like, uh, if this is man-made or God, mm-hmm. if this mark came from God, you won't feel or you'll feel the pain from this needle. Yeah. And he would poke them with the needle, but the needle retracts mm-hmm. so they would never feel it because yeah. it never actually made contact. As soon as it hit the skin, it mm-hmm. would slide up because yeah. he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And yeah. he was getting... Six pounds, 15 pounds, 23 pounds. Like this, he's making a shit ton of money. He's got when, a good grifting scheme going. When most people are making two and a half cents. It just shows you that this bullshit's been going on forever. Yeah. You know. There were other tests for witches. Mary Sutton of Bedford was put to the swimming test with her thumbs tied to opposite big toes. She was flung into the river. If she floated, she was guilty. If she sank, she was innocent. But poor Mary floated. Mm. A last reminder of Hopkins' reign of terror was discovered in St. Osseth, Essex, in 1921. Two female skeletons were found in a garden, pinned into unmarked graves and with iron rivets driven through their joints. This was to make sure a witch could not return from the grave. Hopkins was responsible for over 300 executions. Jeez. Mother Shipton is remembered still in Naresborough, Yorkshire, 
Although called a witch, she is more famous for her predictions about the future. She apparently foresaw cars, trains, planes, and the telegraph. Her cave and the dripping well were objects where objects hung under the dripping water became like stone are a popular site to visit in Knaresborough. Mm. In August 1612, the Pendle Witches, three generations of one family, were marched through the crowded streets of Lancaster and hanged. Yeah. Though many of the acts against witchcraft were repealed in 1736, witch hunting still went on. In 1863, an alleged male witch was drowned in a pond in Headingham. Essex, and in 1945, the body of an elderly farm laborer was found near the village of Manhill in Warwickshire. His throat had been cut and his corpse was pinned to the earth with a pitchfork. The murder remains unsolved. However, the man was reputed locally to be a wizard. Uh. It seems that belief in witchcraft has not entirely died out. Let's check out this legend can be traced to the 17th century when it is said that a friendly old white witch called Mother Ludlum used to live in a local cave close to the village of Frensham in Surrey. Being friendlier than most witches, Mother Ludlum developed quite an enviable reputation by lending local villagers anything they asked for under the rather peculiar proviso that they return it within two days. Mm. Would-be borrowers were required to stand on a boulder on the entrance to Mother Ludlum's cave and clearly state what they required. Once they got home, they would find the object of their desire waiting for them on their doorstep. Think of like in, like she would have been Amazon, you know, two-day delivery, <laughs> free delivery. Yeah. And then, well, her only caveat was you had to return that motherfucker in two days. Two days. And again, mandatory two-day return policy. Lease with no option to buy. Correct. Yeah. Well, lease with no option to keep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lease only. Yeah. So one day a local man visited the cave, now known as Mother Ludlum's Hole, and asked to borrow the witch's cauldron. Hesitant to grant his request, as this was her personal property, yeah. Mother Ludlum reluctantly agreed, but reminded the man that it must be returned within two days. Perhaps the man was halfway through his uh, Sunday lunch, but for whatever reason, he failed to return the cauldron, and Mother Ludlum, gripped by rage, left the confines of her cave to seek vengeance. Upon hearing that he was a wanted man, the borrower sought refuge in Frensham uh, Church, and this is where the cauldron remains to this day. Really? Whether or not this legend holds any truth remains conjecture, but what we do know is that the cauldron was used for centuries by priests of Frensham for the brewing of church ale. It was even used for catering at religious festivals and was likely responsible for many a hangover. Hmm. So, how about that? That's something. I can't believe she lent out a cauldron because that shit. One, oh. it was not only expensive, yeah. but... It was necessary. Like, that's what you cooked your food in. Yeah. You did everything. Yeah. Where I thought that story was going to go mm-hmm. was that she lent it out. The guy fell past due mm-hmm. and then got sick. Because that would be the classic story for right. a witch, you yeah. know. Oh, sick she got died. sick. Yeah. Oh, she made him sick. Yep. Witch. She cursed him. Witch. Witch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where I think even back then, I think that's where, you know, someone would be like, geez, I hope you get sick and die. And then two days later, they get sick and die because yeah. you could get sick doing anything back then. I Yeah. And Pretty then, much living could yeah. make you sick. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you got to deal with that. That mess. That blowback. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. Well, and if people are interested, there's uh, we dive really deep into witches on episode three. Season yes. one, way <laughs> back in the day, it's so long ago. Yeah, and we actually went current to people that are still getting accused, yeah, of witchcraft. Yeah, we did out in Africa mm-hmm. and through there. Mm-hmm. So if, again, you're into that. It's a good uh, episode to go through. And uh, I was just kind of scrolling through our our stuff. We had the Bell Witch. We did have the episode thirty nine, season yes. one. We had, uh, and then we had the run, which was uh, Malice Malficarum. Yep. Episode forty two, season one. There, right after forty three, was the Salem Witch Trials. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would put Wicca in there. Lori yeah. Cabot, Salem's Witch. Wicca and uh, Lori Cabot were season two. Yep. This year. Yep. So yeah. We, uh, Which is a, something we revisit quite a lot. Well, it's quite a bit to talk about. And there's it, it really, truly is. Good witches. There's bad witches. There are. There's good sorcerers. There's bad sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Sorceresses. Sorceress. 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 Yes. So, um, you got anything else? or? I know you had one more. Yeah, uh, I got a little link. bit here. Yeah. I found this interesting. It was the Social Dynamics of Sorcery. Okay. Traditionsofconflict.com. It's written back in uh, 2018. Okay. And basically what they were talking about, and I really found a connection with this, was, uh, you know, stuff that we've talked about and discussed in the past. Uh, They start out with strategically deployed. The rumor represents one of the most powerful weapons that can be utilized in interpersonal conflict. Correct. And the strength of an accusation lies primarily in the persuasiveness of the speaker and the repugnance of the charge attributed to the accused and the willingness to believe on the part of the listeners. Mm-hmm. Militia gossip is a weapon wielded collectively. Key words here, collectively. Yes. None of this survives on its own. Right. It all needs it has to this, stay in the, within the collective. It needs this collective uh, agreement or a collective buy-in. And in uh, societies where sorcery beliefs are deeply ingrained, it can function as an instrument that stimulates communal punishment. This goes for witchcraft, sorcery, yes. all yep. that. Yep. Uh, the sorcerer is a contradictory figure, uh, dreaded and feared warrior, scapegoated loner, marginalized and despised. You can use mm-hmm. sorcerer and witch interchangeably here. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and among the uh, Ilhada Arapish horticulturist of New Guinea, a man named Asas Asao revealed in his status as a magician of great power. Uh, in, in this book, uh, Cassowary's Revenge, an anthropologist writes, during my first field work, he was the scariest man in the village and proud of it. People would have openly despised him, only it was too dangerous to do so. It was safer to fear him, and that they certainly did. Uh, the sorcerers are said to acquire ghostly powers by mastering magical skills, submitting to harsh bodily disciplines, and drinking the fluids of a rotten corpse. Um, of course, it did not 
simply admit to all this, he boasted of it. An animal familiar is mostly nightbirds spied on him and brought him news of distant places. Uh, he claimed the ability to fly and to make himself invisible. Uh, and with just this ostentatious glee, he told of participating in attacks. Uh, they would usually, these sorcerers would work in teams of two or three on selected victims. And occasionally he would be mysteriously absent for days or weeks at a time, presumably in retreat, you know, and that would purify right. the, yep. the magical powers, charge up, so to speak, um, or on commission to stalk and attack someone in another distant place. Yeah. You know, so this goes on. And uh, so they get into the, you know, so what is a sorcerer? A sorcerer is a real or perceived violator of norms of conduct. Such atypical behaviors often entail great risk. One who transgresses, uh, transgresses taboos that are not particularly esteemed or that indicate one's impressive abilities. Uh, they can gain this greater status and prestige while those who infringe on regulations uh, wildly consider legitimate earn the enmity of kith and kin. This is the paradox at the heart of sorcery. The sorcerer seizes power or inadvertently orchestrates his own demise on occasion, performing each concurrently. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a long drawn out bit, but basically they argue that, uh, like they started getting into Amazon, uh, sham shamanism mm -hmm. and it's best understood as uh, predatory, uh, it's like the subjectivity that's attributed to human and non-human entities. And uh, some people are capable of interacting verbally and establishing relationships of adoption or alliance, which permit them to act upon the world in order to cure, to fertilize, and to kill. Mm -hmm. But what you end up getting is, is this. This is, again, sorcery, witches, wizards, yep. what have you. What you have is one side of the spectrum and the other side. And you got people that develop these superstitions to control uncertain outcomes. Mm -hmm. So like there's this superstition when rain comes down. Yes. Or when it stops. Yep. And when the wind blows, you know, that will destroy a home. Mm -hmm. And you've got this person on the other side that can't connect with it at all. Mm -hmm. And they develop this superstition. So people then believe these invisible agents influence these uncertain outcomes because it can't just be the weather right it's got to be this thing yeah force, it's got to be acted you know. upon by another yeah. force so to plausibly influence uncertain outcomes now individuals must claim special powers of interacting with these invisible agents right you know because you can't just say well it's just you know bad luck with the weather right you know oh it's got to be something all right well, you know what? I can talk to that. Right. Yes. And I, you know, I, you're right. This mm -hmm. is happening. Yeah. And, and this creates this, uh, this, uh, the individuals must transform to convince observers of special powers. Cause it's not now that I got you believing in it. Right. You're telling others as well. And, uh, it's a paradox at times, uh, both respected for their talent and despised for their impropriety. They may be elevated by the community or punished and killed. Right. So that's the paradox of the whole bit. Yeah. You get this reputation. Right. And that reputation was solely built on the community that you basically sold 
this yes. idea too. Yeah. You and then them the bill of goods. Yep. They bought it. And at some time, at some point, you're going to get punished for it. Right. Because you're dealing with forces that you have no idea how they work. Right. You or know. worst case, like Alistair Crowley. Yeah. You weren't doing shit. You just said you were doing it. Or you're just destructive. You're a destructive person. Right. Yes. And now it's not the the forces that are the problem. You're it's the you. problem. Yeah. You know, that's Alistair Crowley. Yeah. God. So sorcer <laughs> sorcery beliefs can be used to understand the world, seeking out causes of uncertain events. and may be embraced by self-interested parties to scapegoat enemies and promote collective violence. Uh, and basically this functions as like a legal system. Yeah. And that was a tough part. You didn't have a legal system. That was the real problem. Right. Yeah. With witchcraft and all that yeah. and sorcery and, and wizardry and, you know, a sorceress. It's just basically you didn't have a legal system and people don't realize like how important a legal system really is because they're going to figure out a rule of law somehow. Right. Even yeah. if it's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what happened at the Salem witch trials. Right. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're the, going to, the members of the clergy, the collective yeah. are going to figure out a way through a weird thing. Yes. And, um, you know, this legal system, a practical tool of manipulation and control, a social philosophy and a conceptual framework for understanding the world. Sorcery beliefs have been a fundamental component of human societies the world over. Yes. And that just shows where if you don't have this legal kind of system, mm -hmm. and this is where it happens the most, mm -hmm. it's not whether it's modern or not whether it's, you yeah. know, in the Stone Age. And what represents this, and this is what I really love this, it like really just kind of flipped it over. Uh, sorcerer, sorcerers and their uh, accusers are still among us, it states. Yet rather than fetishes and incantations, their weapons are often social networks and mass media. Take a recent case from the New York Times. An uh, ornithologist collects a ghost bird seeking to learn its secrets. Is accused of murdering a totemic animal. Is hit with counter witchcraft advocating his elimination from society. In the aftermath, his fellow ornithologists vowed to continue their activities with greater secrecy. This is modern sorcery. Mm -hmm. They're getting secret about it because yeah. there's this collective yeah. that's being fucking douche about it. Right, yeah. And then this is modern sorcery framed in terms more ostensibly uh, moral than magical. And that's the connection they right. make. So now it's all about morals, you know, quote unquote but containing many of the elements of traditional sorcery. You got scapegoating, gossip, fear-mongering, rumors, ostracism, manipulation of information, reputational management, collective punishment. And as Stuart and Strathern write, even when particular notions of witchcraft, witchcraft or sorcery are not involved, rumor and gossip themselves may act as a kind of witchcraft. Yeah. Projecting guilt on others mm -hmm. in ways that may cause them harm. For example, to lose their jobs, yep. to be physically attacked, or to be socially shamed. Yes. Those were the three things that happened through every witch trial, yes. sorcerer trial. Mm -hmm. It was to just eliminate them, have them lose their jobs, physically attack them, socially shame them, yeah. erase them. Happened not too long ago, not under the guise of sorcery or witchcraft, but under the guise of movements. Yeah. 
No, and that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a collective mm-hmm. that comes through. Yep. They prop all this up and then smash it down. Yeah. And it's just to make them feel better. We've yeah. talked about this. Oh, my God. Ad nauseum yes. through all of these episodes. And the reason we keep repeating it is because, because it keeps happening. It just keeps happening. And people really have to understand that. Yes. You're human beings. Yes. And you're going to do what human beings, beings do. do. And there's no virtue, you know, the virtue signaling and the, and the gaslighting no. and all that stuff. It's going to, no. it was then, it's, and it's now, now, and it's going to still go. Yes, it and will. this is where, you know, I laugh at a utopia that people strive for. And I it's get impossible. it. Like, you know, I get that your heart is in the right place that yeah. you want to do things, but you got to understand that human beings are human beings. Correct. You know, and, and this is where the, the rubber hits the road, exactly. so to speak. And this is the problem with trying to whitewash or rewrite history. Mm-hmm. You need the good, the bad, and the ugly. You need yeah. all of that horrible shit to remain in the historical record yeah. because, ah, Shocker, we keep repeating the same shit over and over again. Yeah. So to pretend that something didn't happen, no. like, I don't know, World War II or slavery, doesn't make it go away. No, no. As a matter of fact, slavery in some capacity is still happening today. And some may even say worse. Some may say, and I would go to agree with the human trafficking research I've been doing that slavery right now is happening more than it has in a couple hundred years. Yeah. And some people can't wrap their head around that, but it's actually, it's it's plausible. I'm not saying it's a fact. I don't have all the facts. It's not just one thing. It's not just the indentured servitude where you're bringing people in from another place to to fulfill a work. Rome and Egypt were, Probably the largest. Yes. I'd say Mayan, Rome, uh, Egypt, those big empires. Yes. Those massive empires that built amazing things. But uh, it was on the backs of but slaves. But it was on the backs of slaves yes. and indentured servants. Right. Um, yes. And that's another podcast that I'm looking to do next year. Um, more in the um, the slave indentured servitude during Rome. Because I read this awesome book okay. that uh, just touches on that, the different jobs right? Yes. and different, uh, yes. you know, things and roles that people used to do then. And it was in a different light. Mm-hmm. It was just, and, and it was necessary. Yes. And I don't want to get too deep into that, people blowing their stack over stuff like that, but it was necessary to exist back then. And that's why I'd like to yeah. do an episode on it and get really deep into it. But that was a decision we made with this podcast. Yes. We could have made it life and fl- light and fluffy and not talk about things, but like these type of issues here where, yeah, you look at social networks and mass media. Yes. They are doing the same exact thing that was done in these witch trials. Yes. Correct. Where, they are. Yes. You know, whether you like it or not. The I, cancellation of people. Yeah. Is a just, problem. Just the statement of canceling someone. Yes. I mean, it is crazy. It's crazy that not only is it being done, but there's a term for it. And it's acceptable to a a, a large number of people. It's not. 
It's censorship. It's crazy. It's it's just it's it's terrible. It is. I'm not even going to get into no. censorship. It's just terrible. Yes. That someone could feel from the basement of their their house or the the coffee shop that they're in with yeah. a, a computer and sit there and just I'm going to ruin this person. And they I'm going to destroy yes. them. And they do mm-hmm. using a collective whole. Yeah. You know. And then my whole thing is is that collective whole has to live with themselves later on in life. Uh, At yeah. some point, yeah, you know, karma's going to come around. <laughs> I'm not does. even going to get into my my religious aspect of it. No, karma's going to come around, and karma's going to smack you in the face. Yeah, and you're going to see what you've done. You know, we yeah. talk about it in the rules. You got to be nice to each other. You do. You really you do. Will and I know we sow. ball bust on this yeah. show and all that stuff, but it's the show. And we don't point out specific people. No. We don't point out specific names. There's a whole point of that on this show. Right, yes. And we're at a climate now where people really need to get in check with that. Yes. You know. Yes. Just because the group is doing it doesn't mean it's, it's right. right. It Correct. doesn't mean it's cool. Yes. I mean, when those Nuremberg trials were going on, yes. every single one of them said, I was just doing what I was told. I was following orders. I was fu- or just doing what yep. I was told. Yeah. You know, teachers, doctors. um, And do you you know know. why they were doing what they were told? Because if they didn't, they were they They were were eliminated. They were canceled. Yes. I mean, it's just it's that it's that parallel. Yes, it it really is is that parallel. It truly is that simple. So the moment you're saying someone should be canceled, take a breath. Yeah. Inhale, exhale. Yeah. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. Maybe meditate. Yeah, just, you know, or just go for a walk, find the good in yes. what's around you because yes. it's necessary. It really, truly is. And um, <laughs> on that note, we'll wrap it up. I a- appreciate, um, you know, I always appreciate the rants <laughs> people sit through, yes. um, you know, but well, I have to. Thing. You guys know, you know when the rant is starting. And well, you if know you're about how long they go, if you're you new, can fast forward. If you're new, you might not know. If but, you're new, surprise! Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you can always listen to the podcast double speed, and it still sounds uh, okay, and it won't stress you out. Yeah. But the uh, I just wanted to take a, a short pause before we transition. Um, just the participation with the podcast the last two months yes um has been unbelievable um the amount of people that are listening and checking us out um we are daily overwhelmed by humbled uh very humbled yeah and we're just so glad that you're giving us a try yeah um for the ones that are staying thank you we really appreciate it yes Uh, we do we've always made the joke that if there was no one listening to this, we'd still do it. Yeah. Uh, but it's just cool to know that there's a lot of people that are getting into it. Yeah. And uh, not just from one specific area. It's all over, all over the world. It's so weird and to see we're like just, a new country pop up yeah, in the yeah, analytics. Yeah. You're like, what? And we're just very blessed and very fortunate. We are. Uh, that we can have this relationship with other people. Um just knowing that as we're talking about this and getting into it, that there's some others out there that get as excited or entertained. And we'd be really happy, you know, because we learn things every episode and we hope that you learn things too. Uh, It's, um, 
it's a great experience and we're coming up on two years. It's a bit weird for us. Um, we're, we just had a growth that we didn't think was going to happen to be honest. Yeah. I, Honestly, um, yeah. I mean, we'll always take more because we're not an advertiser realm. No, we're not. We're <laughs> network realm. But uh, but at the rate it's going. Maybe someday. Yeah, we're we're kind of looking at each other like, well, maybe next year or the year <laughs> after if if this keeps going. But uh, we hope you stay through the year. Uh, for those that just do this through Halloween, we get it. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we love you setting camp here. Those of you for, that bounce, fair enough. For the ones that are really into it and like to do the year-long deal, uh, we uh, we hope you stay because we continue to do what we do. We're keeping Cult of the Month. We uh, are. Huge, huge response from Scientology. Um, yeah. You know, positive in the listening end. Right, um, yeah. Those numbers spike, but it's popular. And just to let those know that uh, got into Scientology, uh, as we mentioned in the episode, we're breaking that up Yeah, and we're doing um, all, you know, because each one just needs so much detail to talk about Yeah, um, and it would each, just be a uh, disservice of Scientology yeah. deserves its, its own. So uh, we're going to, we're going to walk through it and we're going to try to be as chronological as possible. Yeah. Next episode we can, we can leak out and spoil. We already did. You know, it's going to the... be L Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Uh, probably <laughs> next year because uh, that yeah. type of stuff, I know I can just speak for myself. I like to get right into the, the reading and the, the data and yeah. the research on The nitty gritty. Yeah. There are some of them. I mean, if you don't know, there are some of them we just kind of skip through and, right, you know, yeah. and, and get, get through them. But uh, yeah, it's just a really big thanks. And uh, just, I hope you all have an awesome Halloween. Yes, um, please. You know, I know there's a lot of, Halloween kind of gets a backlash, but, you know. I to, think it's more popular now than ever. I hope know. so. But, yeah. you know, just get a couple bags of candy. Even if you don't want to interact with people, put it in a bowl. Put it outside your door. Yeah. Turn yeah. on your light. You know, let the kids have their costumes. Let but them it, pretend to be a superhero. No, for but a even day. even that uh if you don't want to participate, turn your light off, yes. shut your door yep. and just let people have their fun for the night. Yeah, and if your house you gets know. toilet papered, sorry. <laughs> well, you know. That's on you. It happens. <laughs> so, before we Yeah, yeah. wrap this up in a oh, bow. We got time. When I was googling witches. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter how you put it in, witches, witchcraft, yeah. however. Yeah. One of the first five links was this What Kind of Witch Are You quiz from yeah. haywise.com. It's about 20 questions. And at the end of it, you can kind of tell as you're going through your your options are like uh, a, dark, a dark witch, uh, a kitchen witch, a forest witch or hedge witch, the green witch, et cetera, et cetera. So I took my test and guys... I'm a green witch. I mean, who knew? Weird. I know, right? I think it was a. I think it was coming down to uh, kitchen witch and green witch mm. because I could tell from my choices yeah. that I was picking. I was like, huh? <laughs> okay, what's this gonna be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And at the end, it was green witch. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. You gonna so share that on the? Group I will or? share the link and I will share the screenshot where it told you. I'm a green witch. Cool, cool. Yeah, because, you know, I, I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Not in the least. No. I was like, this no. tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, you know, this might be a legit quiz. <laughs> so now uh, next week, we're going to get into uh, conspiracy theory land. We are. And uh, we're very, I'm excited to get into this because. I am too. I uh, I love I've been a, chomping at the bit. I love a good juicy conspiracy theory. Yes. I was uh, just to speak personally through here. Um, I was big on the uh, the moon landing being a thing, hoax, being a hoax, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm not going to disclose where I ended up on that because we'll discuss it in the episode. Next, I'm sure. Next year we're going to be doing an episode on the moon landing. Okay. Hoax. Uh, however, next week is flat earth. It is. Yes. And, uh, we're going to cover all sides of flat earth. We are. We're going to cover the folks that have, uh, how it, how it got brought up, how it came to be Mm -hmm. and the evidence, so to speak, that they claim Mm -hmm. for a flat earth. And mm-hmm. then we're going to see the, uh, we'll go through the uh, rebuttals as well. Yes. Uh, and the ones that believe the world is round. The earth oh, is round. you mean practically everyone? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know which side yeah. of the fence you're going to play on. I'll go back and forth. Okay. But, but it's a, it's an interesting phenomena to me. Like I really, like stuff like this, I get super, super interested in. It's like the Lizard Illuminati I get interested in. You know, and the feedback that we got on that, uh, you know, this typical conspiracy theory stuff. Oh, you're an idiot. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're not looking at good, you know, sources. It's like, dude, I was using. The guy. (laughs) The guy that came up with Lizard Illuminati. I was using David Icke's site, you know. I was following his stuff. Everything I pulled about him was from words out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is where I like how we're diving more into these conspiracy yes. theories. Because there's a psychology there at there work. Is. There is. Um, and it was getting a bit up to what you and I were talking about earlier here on this episode where, um, you know, you bring in the idea of something and then it comes in larger and larger mm-hmm. and larger mm-hmm. and you get a collective that goes in there and and now you're starting to make these leaps to make, yeah, to make it work, to make it work. Um, with some of them Mm -hmm. others, you know, I mean, I have to admit it's been a pretty amazing stretch of like three, four years of quote unquote conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I don't like to really call them conspiracy theories. My favorite approach to it is alternate theory. Yes. Uh, cause there have been some alternate theories lately where people said, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. And then six months later, yeah, it's, hey, guess what's happening now? Right. You know, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> so with that being said, Flat Earth next week. Yep. Rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. Caves. Four. No blood rituals. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Rule number six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Damn straight. Yes. Rule number seven. Don't let the black-eyed children in. Don't look at them. Don't talk to them. Don't engage. And rule number eight. Just listen. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everybody. We love you. 
We do. Have a wonderful day, a lovely week. And make good choices! Yay!